Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. This is day two in our look at the book of Romans chapter 12. We're looking at what Romans 12, 1 and 2 has to teach us about genuine worship. Rick Muchow is with me once again. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. Good to have you here. In fact, Rick, since I read the verses 12, 1 and 2 yesterday, why don't you, uh, why don't you read them for us today? Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yesterday, we, we talked about living a life in, in view of God's mercy. We talked about sacrifice being a part of worship. We talked about seeing yourself as God sees you, as holy and acceptable. There are three other clear truths about genuine worship to be found here, beginning with this phrase, don't be conformed. Rick, let me ask you, what does that say to you about worship, that phrase, don't be conformed? Don't be conformed. Well, it reminds me that worship is about something greater than we can find in this world. I wrote a song, uh, All About Love. It's got a verse in it where it says, I want to be like you, love every day the way that you want me to. It's getting better. I read your letter, which is the Bible, and these are the words that you said to me. And basically, it's all about living the life that you planned for me to live and not living like the world. This verse says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. 1 John 2.16 tells us what that is. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. Passion, possessions, and pride. Those are the exact opposites of worship because they're all about me and not all about God. It's easy to be a copy these days, God challenges us to be originals in a Xerox world. I, um, I asked people from our church to write in their questions about these chapters, and someone wrote this about this verse. I personally struggle with God's will and conforming to the world that we live in. Sometimes, they wrote, it seems more blended than distinct. Possibly, as I become a better scholar of the Bible and God's Word, it'll become more clear. But at this time, I really have difficulty with this. And what I loved about that question was the honesty in it, the honesty of struggle with the temptation to conform to the world around us. That's part of the secret. To truly worship God, I have to admit that temptation, not act like it's not there. It's easy to try to blend into the world. In fact, enough of us do as Christians that sometimes it doesn't seem to be distinct what the difference is. But when you pick up God's Word, the distinct difference is very clear. It's selfishness or sacrifice. To truly worship God, I admit that temptation. And once I've admitted that, I'm tempted to be like the world around me. Then I'm ready to move on to the next truth in this verse. The fifth truth about genuine worship. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Be transformed. Human beings, we're sort of imitative by nature. We need a model to copy. And the truth is, there's only two models, the world or Christ. One conforms us, the other transforms us. One, the world molds us into a copy of everyone else around us. We think we're being unique and original, even wild and crazy maybe, but we're just like everyone around us. Jesus, Jesus transforms us, not into a copy, but into the image of God. 
was talked about in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. He makes us into someone who reflects the character and the convictions of God in this world today. How does that happen, this transformation? It happens by the renewing of your mind. Uh, We could spend weeks talking about this, but just a real quick talk. What does it mean to renew your mind? How does that happen? Well, it happens through God's Word. And this reminds us that to be transformed doesn't mean trying to not be something that I used to be in this world, trying to not live out some old truth, some old pattern that is still seeming to grip my life. Maybe you're gripped by a habit that was a part of your life before you were a believer. How do you How do you say no to that habit? You don't say no to that habit by just trying to say no to the habit. That's not the secret. The secret is to be transformed, to find out what you're going to say yes to. You find the truth in God's word that's the opposite of that truth, and you attach your mind, you renew your mind by that truth. That's the secret to change. That's the secret to genuine worship. I know a lot of believers who are trying real hard not not to do the wrong thing, but the Bible here teaches us that the secret is to instead attach your heart and mind to the truth of doing the right thing. That's where the power is, and that's where the change is. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Wow. I really appreciate the way the Lord has communicated His Word to us. Not only does He tell us what not to do, Tom, but He tells us that we must be transformed. Then the next thing He says is that we need to know God's will, what to do. How to know what to do. Worship means knowing the ways and the will of God. To understand God's will, we must understand the word then. Listen, it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The words test and approve here don't mean that we should somehow put God to the test. These words are talking about our own heart, about coming to a place where your heart is sure. How do you get to that place? In these verses, the process ends where we usually want to begin, with knowing God's will. How do you know God's will in every circumstance? You worship. In order to know God's will, you must first get to know God. That may sound obvious, but a lot of times we try to skip right over that. We all miss that. We want to cut to the chase and have God give us a spiritual to-do list. But that's not how it works. To know His will, I must first know His mercies. I must offer myself as a living sacrifice. I must trust His acceptance of me. And I must choose to not copy the world around me. In order to understand his will, I must first be transformed. In fact, God, God doesn't show his will to people who are not transformed. It would, it would be a waste. His will is a powerful thing. And if I'm not transformed in my heart, how am I going to live out his will? First, I have to be transformed. I've always thought of it, I've pictured it like an electrical transformer that's outside of your house. It takes the great amount of power that's in those lines outside and steps it down so I can use it. The appliances in my house can use that power. To try to take advantage of or figure out God's will without being transformed, it would be like plugging an appliance in without the transformer on the outside of your house. It would just explode. It wouldn't give you more power. It would blow out all the circuits. The Holy Spirit is like a spiritual transformer. He makes a great deal of power available in our everyday lives. And so 
these verses as we've looked together about transformation and being not conformed to this world but transformed, about understanding God's will. These are all verses about genuine worship, getting to know God. And the question that I have as I come to the end of this look is, where am I maybe stuck in the process? Where is it that I need to make a decision to have faith so I can move to the next level in my relationship with God and my worship of God? I'm asking what's in the way. The principle is we can't skip steps. We've got to know God in order to know his will. And that involves mercy and sacrifice, knowing I'm acceptable, that I can't be conformed. I have to be transformed. Rick, as we end this look at these two great verses, would you lead us in a time of prayer and looking together at what these verses had to teach us about genuine worship and looking together at places where we might need to express faith in God in order to genuinely, spiritually worship Him? Let's pray. Father, give me a new view of your mercy. You may want to pray that prayer right now. God, give me a new view of your mercy. Today I offer my body as a living sacrifice. It's hard to do sometimes, but you just need to do it step by step. Be authentic with God. Say, here I am. Pray that prayer. Today I offer my body as a living sacrifice. I choose by faith to trust that I am holy and acceptable to you. Some of us may be struggling with that today. How could I be acceptable to you? But we are. His word says we are. Pray this. I choose by faith to trust that I am holy and acceptable to you. Strengthen me to resist the temptation to copy the world around me. Renew my mind through your truth today. Lord, I want to know your will, but even more, I want to know you. Thanks, Rick. And thanks for joining us these last two days. Tomorrow, we're going to be continuing our look together at Romans chapter 12. We'll be looking at verses 3 through 8. 